and I'm, I'm sort of jumping the gun on this a little bit because a lot of these recommendations came from the case studies, and I hope that you stick around this afternoon for those case studies, um, because they really help inform the process that, that we think um, we're recommending going forward. And again, these are, these are initial recommendations, um, but the, the key is there needs to be an entity that holds this evidence, that's responsible for coordinating things. There needs to be somebody who's there to have a meeting every month or two months or whatever to make sure that all the applications are submitted for the right projects. Um, there needs to be a place where you can go and you can say, hey, I want to know something about the Trenton Riverfront. Where do we go? That's this Capital City Riverfront Alliance. And I can get into more detail about what that alliance will include, but the idea with the alliance is that it should be as, as, as large as possible. And it, it, the idea was really including um, state agencies, county agencies, representatives of different civic associations from the city of Trenton, um, residents, just as many people who are really interested in this as possible to really be the be the, the center space for discussion. Um, and that that alliance would really be led by an executive committee that would be able to sort of um, you know, go after funding, report back to the larger alliance. Um, the other thing is the, the, there needs to be an, an sort of immediate identification of immediate opportunities. So we know that this alliance is going to take some time to move forward. Um, I really hope that everybody in this room understands that um, this is a long effort to get to that ultimate big vision that you want to get to. Um, but there are small strategic intermediary steps that can be taken along the way. Um, and so, you know, starting to identify those, the, there's a um, fast, I always want to call it fast, quick, cheap, and easy, but fast and quick are always the same. So, uh, fast, cheap, easy. Things that you can get out there and you can do and you don't need a lot of money and you don't have to go out and raise $130 million to make access happen, but will make substantial improvements or, you know, to people's experience and relationship with the riverfront today. Um, or, you know, in the next, you know, basically three years is kind of the time frame that you should be thinking for something like that. Um, we think there needs to continue to be a, a really big stakeholder and community education effort as part of this. Um, this is a first like intro into this. This is really complicated. There's a lot of things going on on the riverfront that are gonna be really important to understand. There's a lot of things that need to be understood about the market of what's possible in Trenton. Um, one of the things that we're really recommending going forward is, is that whatever happened, that they be based in the real concrete realities of what can be done today. So that's the market realities, that's the geographic realities, that's the geological realities, that's the transportation realities. Um, you know, as a city, you need to be approaching this as it is, is in, from a, the most realistic perspective that you can, um, so that you can actually go to people and when you say, we think this is possible. You have all the answers to all their questions that say, why, why, why this? What about that? What about this? Because everybody's going to ask that. What about? 
And if you can answer those and you can start checking off those boxes, that's great. But if you go to them and you use numbers and you say, well, if the market gets to this point, it's just gonna, it's gonna stall, okay? Um, the, the next thing that we're re really recommending is a civic vision and, and action. So it's got two components. The civic vision, this is modeled a little bit on what uh, the Delaware, uh, or the Delaware Riverfront Corporation in Philadelphia did. So about 15 years ago, they put together a civic action plan for Philadelphia and their Delaware River waterfront. Um, and they've done a great job in sort of articulating a vision for the area, um, but then creating a real action plan. Steps, concrete steps that need to happen. One of the things that we're recommending as part of this is, is that this vision plan um, really take an incremental approach. So all the past efforts in some ways have looked at, let's do this big realignment of Route 29. It's really expensive and takes a lot of time and a lot of effort to make happen. And the problem with that is, is you're putting all of your eggs in one basket. And in a lot of the case studies that we've looked at, what places have done is they kind of, they're like, oh, we got that little project done. Oh, what about that little project? Oh, there's this little project. Oh, this thing is happening. And then there's an entity to explain how those things connect across each other, how they build into a larger vision. And as you start to make those incremental sort of wins, if you start to make those, that incremental progress, you do a couple of really important things. You build capacity, right? You don't start, when you're learning to cook, you don't go, I think I'm gonna do Thanksgiving, right? No, no, you start with like, okay, let's like, you know, just like chop some onions, right? Let's get, let's get good at chopping the onions before we get to you know, the turkey and all the sides. Um, you, know, you make those and you build skill sets, but you, you also start to prove that you can do things. And that's really critical in this process, is being able to show to everybody that you've got the power to make things happen. And it also means that in, in the short term, you can point to real success. Um, and that's really important because um, the fatigue of this can be hard. And if you're working on this for 10 years and you just cannot show any success over the course of 10 years, we all have jobs, family, responsibilities. This takes a lot of work. I know you, there's only so much Dunkin' Donuts coffee in the world to kind of keep you motivated through this. So those, those intermediate successes are really important. Um, but then also an action plan. Really clearly, so there's a vision, how everything should work together, and then the concrete steps that need to happen to make that move forward. Um, and then as a result of that vision plan, we really think there's a, a, a big need to um, update the Renaissance plan and to update the redevelopment plans for the city of Trenton. And those are regulatory documents, and the advantage of updating those documents is it starts to make more concrete the, um, the recommendations of the vision plan. It starts to codify them as part of law. And in some ways, this redevelopment plan update is sort of a, a placeholder. Um, other, other cities have created like an overlay district for their entire riverfront, and that could control things. It could be a redevelopment plan. There are a lot of opportunities and ways, but it, it's basically updating the city's regulatory environment so that it can control development and hold new development to a standard that has been agreed to. So 
I'm going to stop. I know we're, we're getting close to 12, but I want to give some people some time to talk. And is, is the CCRC still in existence? It is. So CCRC meets regularly. They do not have staff right now, so they are bored, but they don't have um, like funded positions. And are there still funded? They receive funding from the state, correct? So the CCRC was originally funded through the state, yes. But I believe, I believe now the board is an all-voluntary board. I, I don't know if they, I don't know how much funding they, they even have at this point. Does the EDA, so the EDA provides support? Yeah, I believe the EDA provides support and some background staffing as, as, a, uh, as a support. I believe their meetings still are held at the EDA's uh, office. Yeah, uh, this is really a question for Jeff. How many members or people from the State Planning Commission or Thomas Edison State College were invited? To this meeting? Yeah. Um, the State Planning Commission? I can't remember how many are actually on our distribution list. I'm sorry? What's left of it? Yeah. Um, they might they, they, I'm no, sure they're on our distribution, but I'm not sure exactly who it is. I think the major players here who hold the high ground are the state and Thomas Edison State College. If they're not at the meeting, then we're just spinning our wheels again for the 15th time. So it, it seems to me there's a, a lack of guidance from above, which has already made decisions on the war fund and the demolition of buildings. So if they're not here, what are we doing? Yeah, I mean, I think so why is it just a state issue? I mean, why 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 are we relying on state they leadership? Own the they own all that land along the waterfront. That was my question. How does the state plan to demolish like the agriculture and these other buildings like you just mentioned uh, affect this? I mean, because he is absolutely correct. If that's going to take priority. So I, where do we come in? No, I, I think that's a really great question and something that we confronted, right? And then I think what I, I want to do is, is hand it over right now to Ed to talk a little bit about the alliance and and what that, the structure of that and what that what that means. Okay. Because yeah. I think that's a really great question. I'll just introduce myself. My name is Ed Clark. I'm a senior manager with Greater Trenton. And uh, can you say that again? Sorry, hey, can you use the mic? Clark? Yeah, Ed, can you use the mic? Uh, Hody makes me feel like I should be reading something. <laughs> uh, my name is Ed Clark. I'm a senior manager with uh, Greater Trenton. Uh, it's good to see, first off, a room full of residents. Um, I'm not a resident of Trenton, but I've worked in Trenton for 27 years. Um, just to give a little bit of background of, of what Greater Trenton's role is in the project and uh, what we hope to be going doing forward, and a little bit of background on myself. Um, Start with myself. I, as I said, I've worked in Trenton for 27 years. Um, I began my career with the, uh, the Army Corps of Engineers, so I have a, a my initial connection is really I was in floodplain management and did the flood warning system for the Delaware River uh, when I was working for the Philadelphia District Corps of Engineers. Um, by training, I'm an engineer, um, and uh, after the Corps of Engineers, I actually worked for 25 years with uh, the Economic Development Authority. Uh, my background in river, I, I worked essentially at the New Jersey Performing Arts Center was the first project I managed for EDA. Uh, in Jersey City, 
Jersey City Medical Center and a lot of the waterfront development projects in Jersey City I worked on, and also worked very extensively on redevelopment in Camden. Uh, the, uh, I still call it the Sony Pace Amphitheater Project and demolition of the Campbell Soup buildings and the aquarium, and so I worked on a whole host of riverfront projects there. Uh, also did some private development work. I worked on the Metro Center in Nashville, which is a, a riverfront redevelopment project. So I'm, I'm familiar with both technical and the, uh, the, the regulatory aspects of riverfront development. Um, I retired from EDA. Um, uh, George and I had a mutual friend who's been very influential in, in the city of Trent, Karen Franzini, who I had worked with for 20 years. And Karen mentioned at some point in time, she said, George is going to need some technical assistance. So that's sort of my role at Greater Trenton, both project management and technical assistance. Uh, Greater Trenton, our task really is to assist Trenton, broadly speaking, in economic development initiatives. Okay? And really, the waterfront and what happens on the waterfront is really a key economic development initiative for the entire city. Okay? So that's really kind of what brings Greater Trenton into this particular group and being part of this. Um, our role is it's really kind of like uh, been defined or, or been, been planned for is uh, you kind of took the slide away. The first thing was really on the top of that list that you have was with the formation of the Riverfront Alliance uh, group. Um, and what Trent has been, uh, Trent, Greater Trent has been asked to do is to play a key role in that alliance from the standpoint of a facilitator, uh, providing for uh, staffing where needed on the committee to be able to kind of uh, be the the back office or what that, that committee will need in terms of, of helping and providing structure. So that's kind of our role as we are planning for right now, okay? Um, my role really is to help manage and, and focus on, on getting, because what we really have looked at at this point in time is that, that, that alliance that we've talked about, that committee is really probably the key first step that has to happen, okay? So we're in the initial idea of knowing we need this committee, we're having discussions about how we structure this committee, but the idea is, it's always a success when you've cleared the first hurdle, okay, we now know we have at least nine or ten more ahead of us in terms of that. So what we're looking at is, is being able to play a role in this formulation of this committee. And so the committee is probably going to start out initially uh, with some, some players that have been involved with it up until this point in time in terms of, of the study that we've done. But we look at this committee as expanding because it needs to expand. It needs to take on not just what's taking place in the downtown, but you know, the focus now is gonna be the entire city's waterfront. So the, the dynamic is very different across the entire waterfront with, with you know, the, the area from the city limit down to the Calhoun Street Bridge being essentially a residential need to connect to a, a waterfront there, which is a very different dynamic that was, takes place in the downtown and different what takes place from you know, the Trenton Bakes Bridge south to the border. So we, we see this evolving and you know, expanding in that way, yes. So you mentioned the Capital City Riverfront Alliance. Is that an alliance between public and private partnership? What's the alliance? As it's formulated right now, it's going to be initially set up with some public members and uh, governmental or agency members. Uh, the, the reason is that the, the agencies that have been involved in this need to begin to go and, and compile and, and, and take a step forward, okay, with what's been done thus far so that we actually have I think that the problems that have been identified, it's a matter of, of using those public agencies to be able to, to bring resources to it, but also to expand it and have that public, in, the, the influence of residents and the public to be part of those committees going forward. So that's sort of, it's gonna be both public and private as we envision. Yeah, can I add to that? I mean, we're saying that the alliance is pretty much anybody. Um, not necessarily, I mean, 
mean, obviously, like those, those major stakeholders, state agencies, government, city government, county government, uh, but definitely, I mean, residents, community organizations, all of that, you know, we want everyone to be involved in this. But actually, that leads me to another question because uh, I actually went down and met with George Sola down in Greater Trenton. He had some great plans that, they, that they're introducing. Uh, but my question was the same. I mean, what's the driving incentive for these corporations? You looked at the Tiger uh, proposal that was put out. What's the driving incentive for, for corporations or companies to come and bring back tax revenue to the city to be able to develop something like this? I mean, there's no, I don't see any real residential demand. I mean, we're talking in terms of tax bases and, and meeting household income in the city of Trenton. You know, what's the incentive? What's gonna, what, what can we put on the table and say, hey, this is the reason why you guys should come. I mean, we, we talked about the regional uh, transportation, you know, getting access workers from North Jersey to Central Jersey. What's the incentive? I think uh, I think that's that's a great question. But I, I want to I, I want to just I, I will answer your question, but I also want to make a, a point here is is that um, economic development is only I think one of the goals that had, people have articulated as an important part of a waterfront planning exercise so you know there are benefits to waterfront access that extend beyond the economic drivers that they, they create which is important I'm not I don't want to diminish the importance of economic development but there are social health environmental benefits that come from improving access to the waterfront that are that are separate <coughs> from the economics and are an important part of improving the quality of life of residents like when you're talking about access to the waterfront you know a good waterfront trail is something that you don't have to pay for you anybody of any age of any income can go and access and that's separate or that, that's been important to have that linked to economic development issues but isn't the only thing the other thing is is i i, I and i don't want to get too much in the economic side of this but greater trenton has released some uh report that says there is um, residential demand in for the city of Trenton um, there's also the there was a, a presentation given yesterday um, about um, opportunity, opportunity zones which is a big tax incentive for people to invest in places like Trenton and the downtown is is in one of those the sort of area that we're talking about is the downtown district of the riverfront is, is there um, but again I don't want to get too focused on just an, as an economic that's a good question yeah so this was one of the issues that we looked into as we started getting into this right because so if you look back on the history of this um, so I, I, I get a special benefit in life, and my, my mom and my sister and my dad would, would tell you this. I like to tell people what to do, and so I get to be, as a consultant, I get to tell you all what I think you should do, but then you guys don't necessarily have to listen to me, as my family often does not. Um, but what we looked at this, and we saw one of the major issues with all of the past efforts, is they were all kind of housed in a government entity that was really susceptible to public changes. So you got a new governor, governor has a different priority, something changes. You had a new mayor, mayor has a different priority, something changes. And so it was sort of fortunate that at that same time we were thinking about 
where could, where should something like this live? Um, and we started thinking of, of an alliance of what could what could that could look like. Um, that Greater Trenton started to come around, and we really saw Greater Trenton as an opportunity to be sort of outside of city government and to be able to um, sort of coordinate those things outside of city government. At the same time, we saw that it was really important to have membership representation from all the entities. I see. One second. Is so um, in the structure that we're presenting the mayor of Trenton would be able to appoint somebody to this alliance in his, in, in his seat so that, that they could be represented, that Treasury would have somebody who would be appointed to the alliance and represent Treasury as part of the, the alliance. And the, to, to Jeff's point and to the, the, the community involvement, one of the things that we're recommending is that a, a, a friends group be developed. So if anybody who's, who's seen any um, waterfront efforts, um, a lot of times there are these, these public sort of um, groups that are a loose affiliation of residents and business owners that are called friends groups. That there be a, there be a friends group that is formed and that they have a representative on the executive committee, um, along with three residents who are appointed by the mayor. So that they're real residential representation and community representation and not just state representation. Yeah, so uh, Adam, oh, as- Does that answer your question? So, yeah. so, so basically there is, who is, the people who are executing the recommendations are the alliance. Yeah, I, I, the, the way that I think that this is gonna be important to understand this is the alliance is kind of the place where things get coordinated, and there may be there may be things that a, a civic association is doing, right? There may be something that the state of New Jersey or the county or the city is doing. That the, the alliance is there to make sure that all that stuff is kind of working in the same direction. So they may not be funding it directly, or they may not be in charge of it directly, but they're the ones who are responsible, sort of checking in. And make, Exactly. So the alliance is that housing place. Is that place to keep all that information, to check in on things, to sort of keep the discussion going, and to you know, quite frankly, result. Yeah. Leverage efforts. Leverage efforts. I thought that was my water for a second. I was just, I had yeah, leverage efforts and, and balance things. So, so I've got a couple of different qu questions, and they're going to cross over a, a few different boundaries. Uh, number one, I was extensively involved with the Trenton 250 Master Plan. Yeah. Can you speak towards how this is going to work in conjunction with that? And can you also speak about the uh, lack of communication over the last 18 months or so from the Trenton 250 Master Plan, information I can report back to the civic associations? Okay, so I can, the, I'll, I'll throw Jeff under the bus for the second one. Um, for the first one, I will say that um, we were obviously intimately involved in Trenton 250, and one of the big Trenton 250 um, uh, objectives, or one of the big uh, recommendations, was to reclaim and revitalize the waterfront as an important part of uh, the execution of the overall vision for the city, um, which is to create you know, a, a, a premier city that is you know, driven by arts, industry, and education. And we think that's a really important part. And one of the things that we've done in and in the, the sort of documents that we, we're going to report is talk about how 
the riverfront reclamation and redevelopment and how this project would um, align with a lot of the goals and objectives that were identified in the master plan. Okay. Continuing with that, the Trenton 250 Master Plan had a hyper-focus on creating a downtown area that had touches on all the four different wards. Yeah. Uh, it appears as though that this waterfront project is not discussing some of the more um, easier attainable um, waterfront development, speaking south of the deck park or the tunnel, sure. continuing down to the marshlands or Duck Island. Is that covered in this as well? Uh, that's a... If, if that's the impression that you got, that I haven't represented the information properly. I think the, the key thing to understand here is this is an entire riverfront project. So the, the, the study area would include the entire riverfront. And I, I didn't bring the maps up this morning. I'll have them in the afternoon. But the, basically, the district, as we're thinking about it, is if you start in the north, if you take the riverfront all the way to the DNR Canal, you follow the DNR Canal all the way down to state and broad, you come over, you cut down Lamberton all the way south. So it's a, a big district that includes basically the entire Trenton Riverfront. And yeah, it, to your to your point is those sort of immediate opportunities is the things that we're talking about. The problem that you're in is you're the ground's moving underneath you and you've got to figure out how to run, learn to run while the ground's moving underneath you. So there's going to be some early things that are happening that aren't going to be able to be captured in a civic vision process because that's going to take time to develop. So that's where these sort of identification of immediate opportunities come in, Start, starting to coordinate that as you're on a parallel track trying to get the, the, the civic vision developed. Mm -hmm. And my final point, uh, regarding Greater Trenton's, and maybe uh, Ed Clark can speak to this, but Greater Trenton's boundaries, um, the access that they're going to be working with, and how are they, uh, how are they looking at the other development um, programs that are already in place, such as uh, partnering with the county, doing uh, the rails, the trails, um, the bike lanes, et cetera? Um, what I can tell you is that, that our scope is citywide, okay, in terms of our mandate. It's economic development. Thank you. Our scope is really citywide in terms of economic development. And with regard to uh, the, the alliance itself, it's going to be um, a role of, of facilitating and coordinating and supporting the alliance, okay? But our mandate is, is citywide in terms of this. Where I, where I see our, ourselves going is, is that as the study takes place and the study area boundaries are defined, okay, we will be having active roles to support those activities that will take place, uh, whether they're individual projects or anything from an event or whatever it is, to be supportive of those things as they take place within the, the what we see is, as I mentioned before, there are some very distinct areas or zones of the waterfront. Um, our goal is to see that, that economic opportunities and the projects and things advance through the entire waterfront area. So I think if I've answered your question, we'll, because our mandate is citywide in terms of, of economic activities, we will probably be involved in all aspects of this project as it goes through the waterfront, not just the downtown that we, we tend to have been involved in so far. Yes. I can answer your other questions. Sure. Um, Think of the district as going from the border of Trenton at the north all the way to the border of Trenton to the south. So it's the entire waterfront. And then river also, front. like, I'm sorry, riverfront. <laughs> um, and also, you know, inwards, um, various degrees of blocks inwards at, at, at different parts of the waterfront. Um, but to answer your question about Trenton 250 and what we've been doing over the past 18 months, uh, we basically have been really coming up with a strategic implementation plan 
that actually helps with trying to, I mean, there's a structural issue at, at City Hall to actually implement the plan. So what we've been doing is coming up with that strategy to actually help implement it. And we actually had our first win uh, a couple of nights ago, we had an ordinance passed that really talks to specifically departments having to come up with specific departmental work plans that reflect the trip to 50. Um, and then there are also, um, there's a structure that the um, departments are now gonna have to uh, uh, kind of like um, abide by in the sense of, you know, they're going to have to convene around specific initiatives that have been identified in Trenton 250. Um, and also um, report their, you know, it, make it, making it very transparent and report their, you know, their initiatives, findings or, or whatever they're working on on a quarterly basis and, and aggregate that to an annual report every year. Um, so there's gonna be some structural change. We just passed that ordinance. Um, so we're thinking with the, with the new administration and in the first year we'll be, we'll be trying to actually get ourselves set up to do that, make sure, make sure all that happens. Um, but right now we, we have our master, we have Trent 250 actually in, you know, in the ordinance for the city. So there's, there's a way to, there's, now there's a way to make, make sure that happens that we move forward. Just a quick follow-up question and then a suggestion. So regarding the, um, how will the current administration, if they're not completely on board, I, I've spoken to council and uh, Mayor Gussiora, and they've mentioned the 250 master plan and recorded on public that they're supportive of it, but is there a potential that they could change uh, from the administration side that will affect us? And uh, my final suggestion is that the Trent 250 master plan do a much uh, better job in keeping residents and the community informed on all the efforts, even if it's just a simple email or social media blast, um, because I've fielded dozens of questions about to Trent 250 master plan and that the thought is that it doesn't even exist anymore. Oh, well, that was the reason why we wanted this ordinance to, to exist because it, it really makes this, the structure of Trent, I mean, City Hall respond to it um, the way we want it to. Um, and, it can, and, and really, uh, it's a paradigm shift for city government. Mm -hmm. And so this is gonna be a huge, I guess, learning curve in, in regards to initiatives, and convening people around, I mean, convening uh, city agencies around a specific initiative. Right now, our, our agencies don't, don't work together on any specific initiative. Um, so they have their different programs, they have their different mandates, they have their different charters, um, but there is no, no, no specific reason why to come together to work on specific issues or any specific initiative. This is making that happen in that, in that sense. Um, Can we go? I'm sorry. Oh, here, There's there, a lot of questions going on there. Okay. Um, I'm a novice here, but I, I have to ask um, this question about economic development because I, I can't see how anything can move forward in the city if there's not a good economic base. And, and do we have anchor institutions? What are we doing with the stakeholders? What, where do we stand with having sponsorship to help us through to get more economic um, develop, not just development, but economic um, jobs and bringing people here. Nobody wants to come to Trenton right now um, because there's nothing here to be offered. So why would we want to bother to have a waterfront if we don't have other things to offer? Um, I, I can tell you just, uh, George Soho, who's not here, George has probably met with over 100 different people in terms of, and I know he's actively speaking with businesses 
that are some of their already located in the state that are expressing interest in trying to you know uh, consider as they're looking at siting options Trenton. Um, so what I can say is in some ways the the, the discussion and things are improving in terms of, of interest from outside parties to perhaps locate businesses here, okay? Um, the fact that Georgia's had over 100 in, in, within the last year is, uh, I can tell you, the other day I tried to get me, it's, there's a, a one o'clock, and he, he takes people, tours them, and so there's a, a, there's a, a growing base of interest in the city, and I think it, it stems from a number of things. Is one, we see that there are younger firms, entrepreneurial firms, that are looking to locate in urban areas, okay? Um, you know, part of the question that, that you had had is, what is the role that we need to have? You know, when we hear from developers that are looking for places, what they're looking for is they're looking to see where are the, the possible places that we, they could consider locating. You know, part of the role that I think has to happen is at, at Greater Trenton, that we see our, our role is doing is beginning to somewhat set the stage for developer interest, okay? But, you know, uh, in the waterfront or other areas that we have, whether it's, you know, is, is to, to identify areas where uh, viable new development can take place, okay? And that may be something from the standpoint of looking at the existing land use and see if there's, you know, we all know about the sea of parking that exists down in, in the waterfront. And everybody knows that's, that's probably not the best land use for that area, okay? Well, lots of things have to happen before the parking can, can go away, you know, so that it's a lot of the role that we're looking at doing at Greater Trenton is, 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 is setting those initial stages so other things can happen. Some of them are not so glamorous when you're, you're first looking at it, but, you know, some of them are, are remediation projects that need to take place and things like this, but, you know, what I can tell you is that the developer interest is beginning to, you know, uh, very, it, it's subtle at this point in time, but, but it's beginning to become consistent is what we're seeing, you know. Um, and I think that from a, a developer standpoint, people are beginning to look at, uh, as other areas increase in value, New York City and land, land values go up, Trenton becomes more attractive, okay, because the land values here, okay, are attractive to developers who, who may be being forced out of other, you know, areas. So economically, Trenton begins to, you know, uh, have a new, renewed interest from a developer community. Sure. Let me just say this, by the way, lunch is on its way, so I know everybody is. Um, I, you know, you said something that it was sort of, I thought was an interesting, that, you know, why would we want to have a, a waterfront if nobody wants to be here? Is, is that, did I hear you that correctly? Yeah, yeah, I mean, if people don't want to come to Trenton because there's no more restaurants and there's no more war memorial and culture and and we, we're trying to bring people in. What about the half a million that come to white baseball? Well, that's the only thing we've well, got, right? So, so then they only go to the baseball stadium. So, yeah, I, that's what, kind of what I want to get at a little bit is, is I'd like you to, um, did you just pay her to ask that question? <laughs> no, no, I just gave her a card because it's obvious she hasn't taken my tour. Okay. Um, so I think that this is something we'll get to a little bit in the case studies um, tomorrow. I don't think it's an either, either today. or today. <laughs> after, after it's going to feel like tomorrow for me. Right? Uh, uh, lunch isn't here yet. Uh, the, the, uh, but does like Capital Health have something that they want to give to Trenton or some of the big corporations that are already here, yeah. um, not just new and entrepreneurial? Let me do, let's talk about that a little bit. Like, I think one of the ways to really think about this is parallel tracks. 
that you're working on separate initiatives that sort of come together. Um, well, I guess so they wouldn't be parallel, converging <laughs> tracks. Um, that the idea is, is that, you know, and we'll talk about this a little bit in Chattanooga as one of our case studies. They really use the waterfront and the, the rehabilitation of their waterfront as one of the main drivers to actually attract people into Chattanooga. And as they were working on their downtown initiatives, a lot of the things that Greater Transit is talking about and sort of economic development, as that kind of dovetailed with the, with efforts to, to really improve the waterfront and create their uh, a, a better uh, public space environment, they kind of they kind of catalyzed off of each other and they kind of worked together to really have a, a, a transformative impact on their not just their downtown but the the entire city. And in a lot of the case studies that we've looked at, one of the things that we sort of found is is that high quality public spaces access to riverfront and waterfront separates you and distinguishes your city from other cities in the region so if you want to think about this in a little way um, in the region a mid-sized city and mid-sized cities are very attractive for a lot of reasons like trenton i can think of allentown as a as a place that's got any sort of riverfront relationship. Beyond that, there's not a lot there. So if you want sort of riverfront kind of access, you're talking about Hoboken, which is way too expensive right, right now, right? You're talking about New York City, Philadelphia. I mean, you're starting to create an amenity that's unique and special and becomes a draw to the area. I, I can speak uh, specifically to lunch is not here. <laughs> I, I can speak specifically my experience in, in Camden um, because in, in Camden we essentially had an area that was, was industrial okay you had uh, Camel Soup was on the waterfront you had you know um, GE had, had a waterfront and in a sense what had to take place is as those industries closed down areas were left vacant or underutilized okay um, the area had to essentially go through a, an evolution of, of you know uh, it goes from what the, the current land use is to <coughs> demolition, clearing, prepping it for, for eventual developers to come in, okay? So that that's sort of the process that takes place. It has to go from what's there right now to a vision of what, what it can be, and then there's a, a process. And it, in, in the case of Camden, it take, took a long time, okay? There were years where virtually nothing happened, and then what, what, what takes place is you, you get a critical momentum taking place, and, and now there's there's going to be $2 billion of investment on the, on the Camden waterfront, uh, you know. As I can tell you that when I was first down there demolishing Camel Soup in the, in, the, in the 90s, I was scratching my head saying, what's going to come here, you know, but it's that critical, you need to set the, 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 the first steps, the, the, you know, to be able to set the stage for things that happen in the future, so. Yeah. 